What's up, everybody? Welcome to Geek Scott Game, the first episode of 2019, the Geekiverse is all video game podcast. I'm your host, Josiah Leroy. With me, my good man, Jeffrey Pavlock. What's up, dude? 2019 is here. Holidays yes, are is. over. Thank God. There's one constant, unfortunately, and that is the Sabres are not doing well. Um, Great. <laughs> second worst. Fantastic. Second worst record in the league since the win streak ended in November. Who's worse? Rangers ah. <laughs> by a point. Actually, I wouldn't have called. Wow, only by a point, too. Uh, ah. Yeah, so uh, tough times if you were a Buffalo Sabres fan. We always like to touch base on that. Yikes. <laughs> but uh, games, games, and more games. That's what we're here to talk about today. It's our 2019 preview extravaganza. Also, potentially, we're trying a new format here where, gasp, we're doing a video version of this podcast as well. So uh, you can check that out at youtube.com slash thegeekiverse. I know we've really dropped the ball on our video content but hopefully that's going to change here. So uh, that being said, Pavlok, we always like to start out the show. What is in your system currently? What are you playing? Two games right now. Super Two. Smash Brothers, which is occupying the majority of my time. How many hours? Uh, I think I've got like 55 or 60 right now. Okay. Um, I expected more. It, it, oh, it's going to get more. <laughs> I, I think I've started to find my groove as, fine as far as like what characters i really like i'm um, really digging crom and ike i think those are going to be two, my two main guys going forward um and then otherwise i actually jumped back into octopath traveler from uh really? summer of last year because when i played that um you know there's eight available characters that you can go through the story as and i only focused on four characters during my playthrough if you play as all eight at the same time which is kind of like what the game like implies for you to do there's a little bit more level grinding that i care to enjoy so i just focused on four character stories when i first played it um so when i when now that i've gone back i want to complete the other four character stories and then from what i understand once you have all eight done there's like like an end game kind of like story like a not like a epilogue but like all the character stories kind of like intertwine then there's like a like a final final boss so i'm uh, looking forward to going through that i really love that game that was one of my favorite games of 2018 i had a blast with it um, just gorgeous, away. yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous RPG, and I love that sprite work. Did well in our end of year uh, voting when it came to Geek Awards, uh, which you can by the time this is out check out at thegeekiverse.com. But our staff gets together, we talk about essentially the best of the best for the year in uh, multiple categories, and Octopath was definitely present for any any Switch category that it was relevant in. Glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so myself, I'm playing a few games right now. Uh, first off, I want to say I'm really enjoying Starlink Battle for Atlas. Oh, cool. Uh, simplistic in nature. It's got really, really nice mechanics when it comes to flying and shooting. I think it's basic, but they do a good job with the aesthetic. Uh, I've been mostly playing with the Pro Controller on Switch. I love that Pro Controller. I, I, <laughs> it's You can't go back when you play it. No. So I've, I've been enjoying that quite a bit. Um, it's it's going well. It's going well. I am probably eighty percent of the way through the story. I did kind of take a look ahead at the strategy guide. I always like to see where I am in a game. Did you say eighty percent? I think about okay. Yeah. Well, for the main campaign, I'm right, basically right, right. for all, all of the completion. I'm not oh, going to complete Oh god, this. yeah. Good luck. Um, and this one, it's not procedurally generated. If I'm, I don't believe it is. But you can request more missions that are generated. Yes. There's uh, just like, you know, go hunt this guy down, go pick up this material, stuff like that. Yeah, it's 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 
I'm I'm Fox McCloud. That's why I got the Switch version because I, I really wanted to play. That's the only way to play it. It's I'm really having a, a good time with it. Uh, I gotta say, at first I did play with the uh, add-on controller on the regular Switch controller, where you basically can change your weapon out, you can change your pilot out. I've really just been Fox the whole time. Yeah, but. I got to say they did a nice job of not making it mandatory. Right. Where a lot of toys to life games make you do that. Mm-hmm. And that being said, uh, I've gone through, like I loved Disney Infinity in the past because I, I was big into Disney Infinity 3 with Star Wars and Marvel characters. And I enjoyed collecting the Star Wars characters almost like I was collecting action figures as a kid again. Those you have to have and that kind of could take away from the game a little bit. Sure. Here... That's not the case. You don't. You can buy the weapons. You can buy the uh, different characters in uh, in a digital sense, and <laughs> stuff going on upstairs that <laughs> these mics are not picking up. But the camera is. And uh, anyway, that's a good game. If you find, I found it on sale. I got a really good deal at Best Buy for like thirty, thirty-five bucks, and I've got the gamer pass, so it was even cheaper than that. So pick that up. That's a great deal. Um, I do wish I had achievements for it. That's one thing I wish the Nintendo Switch had. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing like that or the PS4 trophies. So I think I'd be collecting them like crazy if I were playing on Xbox One right now. Um, but alas, I am not. <laughs> there, was, there was a joke before we recorded about alas and a lad, <laughs> and it was a dumb dad joke I made, so just ignore me. Well, you, you are a godfather. <laughs> I so. am a godfather, so I guess I got to make godfather jokes. You, you got to do it. The fairly odd pop. Fairly Odd Father. I'm so Cosmo from Fairly Odd Parents too, so that just makes perfect sense. You really are. So we're both in in different ways, we're both dads now, so that's great. Um, <laughs> the dad jokes were always there. Now I we guess, got a good yeah. excuse to do them. There we go. Also play in Telltale's The Walking Dead. Uh, the episode three is about to come out when we're recording this. I just played episode two. That's okay. You know, I'm not um, I'm not in love with it. I love Clementine, the character. I think she's absolutely fantastic. Uh, it felt like a bit of a crunch, unfortunately, with all the horrible stuff that happened at Telltale towards the end of their, their tenure. But um, it is what it is, and I'm happy to finish out the story. Thank goodness Skybound came in and kind of saved it. They uh, they produced episodes three and four. And um, speaking of which, I, I had a wonderful interview with someone from Telltale, which I'll, I'll plug a little bit later in the show. Ah. Uh, but very very exciting stuff. So uh, I think that's it right now. I bought a ton of games at uh, at Christmas, which uh, I'll also get to in a minute. Uh, but our next segment here, we want to start something new this year called Honor the Past. Essentially, for the month, we want to talk about some of the games that came out and are having anniversaries, either a 10 or a 20-year anniversary. Uh, we've kind of just honestly pulled up the list from Wikipedia uh, notable releases for the year 1999. If uh, I think there's no other way to start than in the month of January, we might add. Yes, we're <laughs> we're just strictly uh, doing January anniversaries here. But January 21st, one uh, one small title for the N64. Yeah, the original Super Smash Brothers. Only fitting that we get the, uh, yeah. the ultimate edition here almost 20 years later. That's pretty cool. That 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 lines up like that. I honestly didn't realize it before we started doing our research for this episode. How much did you sink into that? Honestly, not that much, um, because that came out pretty late in the N64's uh, life cycle. Well, kind of. Um, you know, 1999, um, and then I GameCube believe... GameCube would have been next GameCube year. GameCube was, yeah, like maybe a year, year and a half later. And the thing is, GameCube 
not launch, but within like a month or two, hit Super Smash Brothers Melee, which was just far and away a massive, massive improvement over the original Super Smash Brothers. Um, so people kind of left the N64 title behind, and then Melee. Me- there were there are people to this day that will tell you that. Uh, Melee is still the best Super Smash Brothers, even after all these other ones that have come out. So Melee was just absolutely beloved by anyone who played it. That's um, saying a lot. And that's and that's unfortunately why the original Super Smash Brothers was left behind so easily and so quickly. January thirty first, a title that really, I don't know, I don't want to necessarily say changed the horror genre, but maybe bolstered it a bit. We had Resident Evil previously. Uh, in comes Silent Hill for the original PlayStation 1. Uh-huh. I always joke about playing the Spyro demo uh, on the, the Pizza Hut disc uh-huh. that you used to get a demo uh, disc for. Yep. And uh, Silent Hill was on one of those discs. There's so, no uh, way you played that, though, because uh, I know how you are with horror games and horror movies. No, you don't. Yes. Horror movies are different than horror <laughs> oh, games. Oh, God. Hey, by the way, before I forget, do you remember what our bet is to get me to see It, it Chapter 2? Yeah, it what was. What was it? <laughs> it? I have to change my goddaughter's diaper ten times. <laughs> okay. so Ten my, times. My daughter. Uh, Who is my goddaughter? Question. Do I get to pick the the changes? Like you can't just be like, "Hey, I'm going to change your re- diaper right now." I really don't know if I want to make you see a movie you don't want to see. <laughs> That's so part I- of the fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I used to be into horror movies. I'm not. I'm just not anymore. <laughs> I'm past that point in my life. Something changed, maybe in the last decade, and I, I'm not. I don't do well. I don't do well. Gore, not <laughs> at all. Not into it. I like jump scares. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like jump scares, but that's about it. So oh. probably not going to see it unless we'll see Pop how much we'll see that. how much you like jump. I scares. couldn't remember. I was telling someone the other day that you and I had made a bet, and I was likely going to end in me seeing it. I don't think I'm going to make you do it. <laughs> oh man, this guy. Yeah, comment below if you think we we should uh, <laughs> hold true to to this diaper it bet. <laughs> so anyway, Silent Hill. I did play. However, uh-huh. I was an idiot and I didn't get very far, even in the demo. <laughs> so. So, Silent Hill, did you ever play through this at all? Or yeah, I played most of it, I would say. And uh, Scared I, the poop out of me. <laughs> yeah. It, it's uh, Did a lot worse than that, but we keep this PG on here. I really wish uh, we, we got PT. Speaking of... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, but, that's uh, another uh, big yeah. regret from the si- last few years. Silent Hill would go on to spawn a number of movies uh, as well as a few sequels. Uh, that would come out in 2001 and in 2003. And, yeah, yeah, crazy. I know uh, Seth Zelensky is, is probably a big Silent Hill fan. Those are the glory days of Konami. And Silent oh, yeah. Hill was cool because, like like you said, Resident Evil had already made a big uh, mark on the horror gaming genre back then. But Resident Evil was more of like like a you know, like biological, kind of like grounded horror with like zombies and stuff like that. Silent Hill explored the supernatural a little bit more not so much ghosts but just like very a very psychological very cerebral kind of horror um just so many just nightmarish elements and things like that whereas resident evil was kind of like like a more of a gore jump scare kind of fest where silent hill was just outright creepy would you say in some way shape or form um well, oh my gosh, the evil within. The the evil within is almost like a spiritual successor. Yeah, it, it, I would s- I would say evil within is far closer to Silent Hill than it is to say like Resident Evil. For, I've for always example. got that vibe. Yeah. Uh, it, so th- those were kind of the the two titles we want to mention for twenty year anniversary. So if that doesn't make you feel old, we'll jump ahead a little bit. Uh, oh, ten I'm years. I'm feeling old. <laughs> we'll go to two thousand 
uh, and nine, and really not a notable month overall. There's one, uh, two games we want to mention. January 13th was Mirror's Edge, uh, but that was for Windows. So this game had come out prior to that. It just made its jump to Windows. But that was kind of a, a cult classic in a way that eventually spawned a sequel that didn't really do very well. Yeah, uh, honestly, I don't even remember much of the sequel. Now no, you bring it up. I own it. Okay, I've owned it on my Xbox for about two years, and I haven't played it yet. <laughs> it was it was five dollars. Xbox has the best sales on Xbox Live. Five dollars, and I still haven't played it. I've also owned Saints Row Four for f- like three years now, and I paid <laughs> eight bucks for that complete edition. Dude. So. Came with Gat Out of Hell and all that. Costs more to get like two Whoppers and a large fry at Burger King. Than it that. seriously <laughs> does. It, it's insane. Eight bucks, five bucks for crying out loud. So the same day, January 13th, out came uh, a game called Lord of the Rings Conquest. I don't know if you ever played this. What's funny is now that I, I'm you know, kind of looking at these releases, this brings back a memory. Uh, you and I, from time to time... Uh, probably six, seven years ago, would make these Galleria Mall trips. Uh-huh. So Pavlak and I would just go, and this was our way of kind of catching up and just chatting about life. Um, anyway, I definitely went to GameStop with you and bought this game. No like, kidding. When I was with you for no. Xbox 360. This was not when it came out. This was a, maybe a year or two after. But it How was... about that? Um, Xbox 360, I paid like 20 bucks for it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I, I was legitimately with you when I bought it. So... Uh, Conquest, if uh, if you're into Star Wars Battlefront, that's exactly the premise that they brought to this game. It was uh, basically taking massive battles. You got to play as some, uh, some of the heroes and villains. And then after you beat the main campaign, you got to go back through as the bad guys. And, like, the, the end level is, like, you as Sauron, if I remember, wiping out the Shire. Like, it's it's dark. Jeez. It's, it's real dark. <laughs> but <laughs> it's fun. It, it, it wasn't the greatest game in the world, and there weren't a lot of Lord of the Rings choices throughout the years. Yeah. But the the idea was, hey, let's play through some of the biggest battles in Lord of the Rings. Like, you could recreate some of the biggest battles in the original Star Wars Battlefront and Battlefront 2. I see. So, uh, this if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, I would say go you know, if you've got a 360 or a PS3, go play it. Um, it might have been out for one of the Nintendo systems as well, if I recall. Uh, well, <laughs> not really. Okay, so yeah, the DS, the and not just the 3DS, the original <laughs> DS. Don't don't play it in there. With those, you, you can play it on Windows. I'm sure it's on sale somewhere really cheap. Uh, 360 and PS3 would be the way to go for it, though. So, uh, tell us what are were some of your favorites? Did you play any of those games? We definitely want to hear in the the comments below for that. Uh, moving on, we want to move on to this month's picks. So basically, Jeff and I each pick uh, a game or a few games, depending on the month, for what we think are kind of our surefire hits. Uh, games we would recommend before having played them or games we've got an interest in ourselves. So before we chronicle the rest of 2019, what we want to do is highlight some of these. We actually just picked one game each. Uh, Pavlok, we're going to start with you, and this one is going to be popular. I would, I would put money down, and it'll be the best-selling game of the month. Yeah. Well, well I think uh, so. I don't know, but mine will be a close second. Yeah. So okay, but yeah, no, I'm going with Resident Evil 2, and in a way, that one's kind of cheating because it's like a remake of one of the greatest horror games of all time. So it's almost reboot. It's almost bound to be good. Well, no, when it's I not- say reboot, I mean built from the ground up. This is not a port. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. 
So I mean, it's it's bound to be great, but it looks so much fun. It looks like a blast. Uh, yeah. I, I legitimately want it, and I know you keep ragging on me for the horror stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? It's probably because I started with Resident Evil Six. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> we talk about that. This w- yeah, that would definitely veer you away from game from horror games if that's the case. I I get this guilty conscience over not finishing games, <laughs> and uh, I remember texting Pavlok. I got it so cheap when I I picked it up, and I was like, "Is it okay if I don't finish Resident Evil 6? And he basically. S- Said something snarky, like, I can't believe that's what you played in the, the first place. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, I, I played one of the campaigns. It, it was not it was already That was already a waste it's of your time. so bad. Uh, oh, my gosh. It's so bad. But, anyway, uh, did you ever play any of Resident Evil 6? Oh, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. It's so bad. Uh, anyway, back to, to yours. Yeah. It, we got the demo at E3. Right. You were telling me. Yeah. That was uh, well. I didn't get to play. It. We saw it. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you meant yeah. You got to play it around their booth, which was easily the longest, tied for the longest line with Fallout seventy six for like the whole week. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a cop car. I've told this story before for Raccoon City, and they had a, a, a zombie inside. Oh, jeez. I thought it was going to be a lot more serious. I thought you meant like no, real no, cop no, no, car no. first. I was like, what the heck happened at E three? No, plenty <laughs> happened at E three. What happens at E three stays at E three. I guess. Yeah. But what happened was uh, they had this cop car outside where you were waiting in line mm-hmm. and your objective if you you waited in line you got in the cop car it was to get out of the cop car <laughs> so i was dying as there was there was this one girl who was just trying her hardest she was flipping front back climbing over the seat and the zombie she had the door open and the zombie closed the door um i i'm so sad that i have none of this on footage i have so much b-roll footage for the week and i don't have this of all things of all things um so that that kind of happens but yeah, uh, this is a game I want to pick up. Yeah, it, it, you know, as much as I love the older Resident Evil games, I really was never too too fond of the camera angles back then, like those fixed camera angles where you can't control what perspective you're looking at the characters from. Um, you couldn't see some enemies off screen from time to time, and in Resident Evil Four was the game then that introduced that over the shoulder camera angle. Um, and ever since Resident Evil 4's success, pop cracking one open. Crack Yeah, it's not as much fun as you might think it is. <laughs> if you're listening, not watching. It's a lemon LaCroix. Um, but then after Resident Evil 4 was such a just huge, huge success for Capcom and Resident Evil, Capcom seemed to get the idea that you needed less horror and more action in Resident Evil. And that wasn't really the case. So then Resident Evil 5 came out, had very, very little horror elements. It was more of a straight action game. A good one, but definitely not what people wanted out of Resident Evil. And then you got 6, which was just an unmitigated disaster. Um, Gross! And then obviously they eventually brought back with Resident Evil 7, kind of like a soft reboot of the series. Um, went Much back, needed. Went back to just really straight horror elements with a little bit of action. And now Resident Evil 2 is kind of taking that setting, that plot, that world from one of the iconic games, but introducing these far more polished, far um, just you know cleaner game mechanics. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. Uh, the crowd went nuts when this was announced. So, and did, Seth, so did Seth here oh at the man. War Room. <laughs> High-pitched squeals, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine it was a lot like uh, when Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy was announced. Oh, I don't think anything will ever top that reaction, though. <laughs> that is on YouTube. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll put it in this clip. Uh, yeah, so, sign me up. I like Resident Evil coming out in January. I don't know why. It, it sets like a good tone for the year for me. Uh, but my pick is... Can you believe it, folks? Can you? I can't believe it's coming out. I can't believe it. We're, we're going we're gonna to wait until it actually releases, but... <laughs> 
Kingdom Hearts 3. I don't know if you got that. Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out January 29th on Xbox One and PS4. Uh, I've, I've become more of a Disney guy in recent years than Marvel and Star Wars definitely helped that. But um, I haven't been waiting as long as a lot of people have for oh this. God. Which, uh, when did two come out? Oh, hold on. I got to grab, grab that Granted, time. we've it's, gotten a bunch of ports since. Yeah. Well, yeah, you've had ports and like kind of like these half C sequels. Point eight. Yeah, exactly. Point like nines. .5. Yeah. There was a really good game on the 3DS, actually. Dream, uh, Dream Drop Distance was very good. Well, um, but, I like all the but, worlds in this, and there's a lot of Pixar stuff. Yeah. Uh, Toy Story Monsters, Inc. I, okay, so my original guess for when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out was like 10, 11 years ago. It's actually more than 13. It was December 22nd, 2005 in Japan, and then a couple months later I have goosebumps for, right now. Uh, worldwide. Imagine. Actually, I'm sorry, North America, worldwide, then you had, like, Australia and Europe, it looks like, in late September of 2006. Yes. Yes. Okay. Wow. So we missed the PS3, PS4, or uh, um, PS3, Xbox 360 generation. Yes. And here we are, almost kind of towards the end, or definitely past the midpoint of the Xbox One, PS4 generation, and we're finally getting the sequel. Mm-hmm. No amount of expectations could probably ever build up to what people are hoping for. Yeah. So I might be the perfect player Maybe, yeah. for this game. Yeah. Because I'm excited about it. And, uh, and it reminds me to a point of Disney Infinity, just with the different worlds that you can visit. And I like how they revealed it. I like how they revealed the release date for it finally after all these years. But again, I have not been waiting this long. So this is my game of the month. This is my day one purchase. I can't wait to go out and play. Um, I hope for longtime fans it's not a disappointment, uh, and I hope for newcomers that it, it's it's a really good game. So hopefully, in some way, shape, or form, it was worth uh, worth the wait to get this. But time will tell, and <laughs> we're we're only within a few weeks of, of this coming out. There's so. a lot of time that told it. There's a lot of time. Uh, what we want to get to next is uh, our community question of uh, of the episode, which was. What is a uh, one resolution you have for yourself in gaming in 2019? What's one thing you want to do that you ha- maybe you haven't accomplished before? Maybe it's your gaming habits. Just what you know, it's a fun kind of little thing. Uh, Public, what what would be a gaming resolution for yourself for this year? This year, I want to finally participate in a fighting game tournament. Hmm. I have, you know, oh, I've. Love fighting games my whole life. I, you know, casual competitive is the best way I would describe myself. Um, but I've only ever played online. And no matter how good your connection is, there's always a slight, slight bit of input lag when you're playing online. Oh, sure. And no genre is more hindered by that than the fighting uh, genre. So I really want to play locally, you know, play at a tournament setting, and I want to see. How my skills match up in you know in uh, you know just on one TV you know two sets of controllers no you know no internet uh, connection possibly. You've got a decent Le- record online. Pa- yeah, for pa- Soul Calibur Six. Yeah. Um. Granted, I didn't play as much as other people <laughs> probably did, but no. what I did play was I I, I, did, I held my own. You did fine. You I held fine. my own. You went over that edge savagely to get that guy oh my gosh yeah I can put that clip in this video but you wondering. should yeah. totally put that clip Pavlok in jumps there. over the the cliff after he beats this guy it wasn't enough for Pavlok <laughs> to just, just 
kick his ass. He needed to go and make sure over the cliff that he was dead. It was a lot like Gandalf sure. uh, <laughs> and get the in the beginning rock. of Two Towers. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, showing the, the, the Balrog battle. He, he had to make sure that Mofo was gone. So... I like that. Yeah. Okay, you want to enter a tournament. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, whether it's at Nickel City Con here in Buffalo, uh, Buffalo Comic Con, I'm sure we'll hit up uh, Niagara Falls Con or Toronto Comic Con this summer, either one of those, maybe both. Um, but no, I really want to try my skills out in a local setting against other competitive people, too. Because if you're playing online, for all you know, you might be playing someone who j- literally just picked up the game for the first time. If I'm playing at a tournament, I'm more than likely playing against someone who is dedicated to the game, very enthusiastic about it. Um, so I want yeah, to test out my skills at a tournament. We are four months away from Nickel City Oh, Con. it's the best weekend of the year for us. It's crunch time. That is uh, my favorite weekend. Yeah, I, I can't wait. More, more details to come on that. Uh, my resolution is to play more smaller scale games. And when I say that, uh, maybe shorter games, smaller in scope. Uh, kind of in the past, we used to call them indie games or arcade games. But that line is blurred Very between much. what we used to call a AAA game and an indie game. And games like Limbo changed that for us, or Braid even. And Xbox, uh, again, I joke earlier that they have the best game sale oh my gosh they do so in tandem with the games sale for the end of the year they call it the countdown sale that they have between christmas and new year's and the xbox game pass which is wonderful in terms of value let me tell you i've got a six month pass right now uh i purchased games like inside which is from uh play dead who also made limbo uh ukulele which was originally kickstarted a few years back and right. ended up becoming a very nice platformer. Um, what else? Below is on Game Pass. There's a handful of games just like those that I want to play. I don't know if it's my gaming style because I'm a dad now and my time is kind of limited. So Red Dead Redemption 2 I haven't played very much of. And it's not because of the quality of the game. It's because of the scope of the game. Yeah, I'm mentally intimidated by it because I know I'm only going to have an hour or two to play tops. And when I play it, I don't know how far I'm going to get. Uh, and a part of me wants to get that satisfaction of completing a game, seeing it through. Uh, another game I bought was Unravel 2, by the way. Uh-huh. So this satisfies kind of more my, my play style. And I wrote an article about this. You can see right at thegeekiverse.com. And I think my... my changes or my tastes and preferences have to reflect my lifestyle a bit and that's just currently where i'm at sure i'm chipping away at red dead but man i used to i would have finished that in a week or two back back in the day uh now here i am and it's it's these smaller bite-sized games that are really gonna go far for me and i get excited about them and uh inside like i played in a night i went all the way through it and granted it's four hours so i really had some time to dedicate on a weekend to it uh and Loved it. Absolutely loved it. So that's what I'm going to do this year. I'm going to play more of those small-scale games because I'm going to be able to play more games if I do that. I completely understand that mentality, 100%. Um, you know, that's why I, I, I'm very selective about, say, like what RPGs I play. Oh, yeah. Because there's, you know, especially like the JRPGs, there's plenty that the stories are 60, 70 hours um, Xenoblade is one from Nintendo that I just I don't touch as intrigued as I am by them and as much fun as they look I just know I'm never going to have the time to finish them how many times have I started The Witcher 3 trying to, right. to get through it wonderful games no no doubt about it just 
like you said, are, are you going to dedicate the time to be able to get through it? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Everyone's time's at a premium. and Everyone's got the same amount of time in the yeah, day. It's tough to allocate the hours to some of these games that are just massive. Uh, it's from the community. So you, in, uh, in the next episode's question, well, you can go right to facebook.com slash thegeekiverse. Uh, join the conversation that way. Uh, some of the best responses we got, uh, former Geekiverse staffer Kevin Kapsiak, Said he's going to finish his backlog of games. Yikes. He puts in parentheses. Ah. Uh, I know the feeling. I was able to chip mine down a few years back, so I don't have too, too much in my backlog. But, man, there's just it's living and breathing. i got to make peace that there's always going to be games I'm not going to get to. That's where I'm at. Uh, Matthew Bayer, to reach, am I saying this right, 40 times 3? 40 by 3? I believe so, yeah. Uh, 60 mil XP in Pokemon Go. He's currently at 41. So he's two-thirds of the way there. We, you know, we appreciate that. Pokemon Go is still going strong. still going very strong. It really is. It kind of, I felt like it, it, it really fell off, and then it made a comeback in, in sort. It did, yeah. Yeah. It def- it, yeah, it definitely rebounded people after it started to dive a bit. Yeah, our, our staff, a bunch of people still play it they still, almost yeah. religiously. Um, Greg Jones, oh, man, I like this, to earn my first platinum trophy on PS4. Years of gaming on PlayStation, and I still don't have one. It happens in 2019. I like it. More power to you. <laughs> Planning on earning it through 100% completion on Spider-Man. It's a good game to do it. Good one to start. It's a very good game to do it. I'm proud to say, so I don't have the Platinum for Spider-Man PS4, but I 100% of the game. Gotcha. And that doesn't happen very often with me. I did it for one or two of the Arkham's. Sometimes the Lego games, those are fun to go through, but Spider-Man PS4, I did. I can't wait to jump back into the DLC for those. Um, and I'm wait- we're still waiting on that Fantastic Four DLC, which I imagine is just going to be an outfit. But uh, we'll see. They they teased some fantastic DLC for that game uh, a few weeks back. No, so that's not obvious or anything, it, it, what they're doing. I think it's gonna just going to be a suit, which is yeah. ultimately a letdown. <laughs> but anyway, what are your resolutions for 2019 in gaming? Tell us in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. 2019, getting to the meat of the episode here. We're going to get to chronicling the releases for the year as it is now for the release dates for 2019. Oh, you never know when a delay is going to hit you. That dreaded delay. (laughs) I feel like there's a lot coming at E3 because we've got a packed schedule through March. One or two releases in April that are prominent, and then it falls off a cliff. There's so many games that have no concrete release date right now not and like not even a window i and i would venture games we have no idea about yeah well maybe For we sure. know of the project but we don't know what it is yeah rocksteady what are you doing yeah seriously Get going rocksteady oh my gosh yeah i really want to know what the heck they're up to that it's not superman <laughs> no but no. That, that could be just fine could be green lantern could be wonder woman I'm could fine. it be justice league it, mm, hopefully better it's than not the, just superman hopefully better than the movie <laughs> I, you know, I'd like, I like the I movie. did too but it never should have happened but it's, let's yeah. be serious it never should have happened and I love DC we talked about it at Aquaman if Justice League comes out after Shazam right. how much more do we well we already cared a lot about Wonder Woman but how much more do we care about say Aquaman or you know Shazam will be around Cyborg yeah. was maybe the one character who really would have benefited from something like that big time Shazam did very well at our movie rankings. For, As it uh, well should have. It, lo- it looks great. And if it you was, haven't seen Aquaman yet, go see that. And Shaz- uh, highest grossing 
DCEU film. Yes. It surpassed and, uh, and uh, it's a billion. P- it's probably going to be the highest grossing DC film in general. It's going to pass. Uh, it's going to top Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. It's yeah. only like 60 million away. Good. Still's got a, still has a few weeks left in America. Um, hasn't even released in Japan yet. I'm happy. Yeah, me too. I'm, happy. I'm so happy for Wonder it. Wonder Woman 2 will be in the ballpark too. Yeah, I think Wonder Woman that. 2 will make a lot of money too. There's a lot of time mm-hmm. and momentum before that one. Yep. Uh, D- DC's doing a good job recently. They're on a little bit of a streak. Hope it keeps going with Shazam. Me too. <laughs> so where do we want to start? We've chronicled a little bit already for for this month. Uh, and some of the reasons we're past the dates on. So we already talked about Resident Evil. We already talked about Kingdom Hearts. Um, I briefly kind of talked about Walking Dead. Ace Combat is still around. Ace Combat 7 is coming out. Sky's Unknown. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see that come back. That, I, I love flight simulator games. and that. I, I think I played 4. Uh, pretty in in depth, which yeah. would have been for the PS2. Okay. Um, my my dad always loved any game that had aviation in it, and right. that was uh, that was one. So we played a, a fair amount on PS2. It's been a little while since an Ace Combat game came out, so I'm really glad to see that series returning. It it's a quiet release, that's for sure. I haven't seen a lot on it. I hope it does well. Uh, January 24th, Life is Strange, season two, episode two. I'm not high on on the series after episode one, but um, we'll we'll have a review up for it. The episode is called Rules. I, I hope it takes a, a better turn from, from where it started. Uh, but I like episodic games too. So that's that's January in a nutshell. Like I said, we already got to some of those releases. Um, jumping into February. Where do you want to start there? Well, real quick, um, I may entertain blaze blue central fiction on switch which i think is actually just getting a digital release in america interesting um that's i, lo- I love you know you know I, I love fighting games and this is like the ultimate edition of the latest blaze blue game but i believe it's getting the physical release in like europe and japan and for whatever reason just the digital release in um america not sure what what the explanation is behind that but that's one I might I, I might try out. It's it's probably strictly cost. Probably not wanting to put in maybe a certain budget into promotion and advertising for it. It, it also could, be yeah, and it could be a case too that they didn't even bother to like say do the translation. Like when I say yeah. translation, I mean like the English dub. I, that's what I mean. Not, oh yeah, yeah. Not like translating the um, the text or all that. I mean like the the dialogue. They probably just kept the original Japanese voices in there. Uh, before we move on, also want to give a a quick nod uh, to. Our uh, Patreon account, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Geekiverse. Uh, there is a subscription-based model there where for as little as a dollar a month, you can subscribe to us and get exclusive perks. Uh, we'd appreciate if you take a look there. We'll have a link in the bio for the Patreon. goes a, a long way for us, and we'll, you know, we'll touch on that a, again at the end here. But that's Patreon.com slash the Geekiverse. Uh, in terms of February games, the, this one's a little bit under the radar, but... Uh, we saw some of it at E3 again. Trials Rising. Mm. Uh, Trials Rising for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Seems like a really good Switch game to me. Yeah. Arcadey. Exactly, yeah. Uh, bite-sized in the sense that you can play it in short bursts. Again, <laughs> this kind of goes in, in line with my uh, my strategy for the year. You're sitting at the airport, sitting in your dorm room or outside of class. Exactly. I, um, yeah, the switch is the switch is great for these pick up and play games. Oh, and over a thousand games on the switch is kind of the advertisement for Nintendo right now. Almost so, two years that it's been out now. 
Yeah. I, I may or may not have a feature coming out on that. We're, keep, we're keep, close. Keep your, keep your eyes peeled in the next couple of weeks. I like it. I like it already. Before we get into the smorgasbord of, <laughs> of kind of bigger name releases, do you want to say anything about Civilization at all? Um, sure. I, you know, Gathering Storm is like uh, ex- another expansion or campaign to play through. Mm-hmm. Um, I unfortunately haven't been able to touch Civilization Six too much yet. I know it did get a port to Switch late last year, so that's one that's kind of in my backlog of possibly checking out at some point. Um, from what I understand, Civilization Six is one of the best in in, in the series to uh, to date. And hey, you get to play as Poland at some point, so that's right up my alley. <laughs> he would say that. <laughs> I would. Polish pierogi himself. February 15th. This is a game that I probably wouldn't have purchased, but guess what? I've got Xbox Games Pass. Well, there you and go. And I'm going to be able to play day one. There you go. Because who doesn't want to play as Terry Crews? <laughs> Crackdown 3, February 15th. I totally forgot about this. Uh, so we're, we're using articles, uh, sources from Polygon and Game Informer. I completely forgot that this was originally going to release in 2016. Really? Release. I forgot. Wow. Halo 5 was 2015. And Gears 4 would have been 16, I think. So maybe that's why. Anyway, what this a game delay. went through development hell. And to a shorter extent than what we saw with Kingdom Hearts. We're finally getting a release date on this. This is not as much of a lauded series as Kingdom Hearts, but uh, it's funny. It was kind of confusing from the original uh, trailer that we got a few years back where Terry Crews is in it, and we're like, do you get to play as Terry Crews? Like, what's going on? He's he's the likeness of the main character. It looks like it embraces its goofiness. It's all about uh, mayhem, destruction. So we got Just Cause, and those games do very well uh-huh. in terms of being nice open-world games that you kind of just blow crap up in. <laughs> Crackdown 3, I love its neon color palette. It's all over the place. And Terry Crews. And Terry <laughs> Crews. Terry Crews. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is back. And episode 1 was great, by the way. February uh, 15th is a pretty busy day from what uh, what I'm seeing here. There's, uh, there's, there's some stuff going on. So also the 15th, we're getting uh, Metro Exodus on PS4 and Xbox One and PC. Uh, this is a game, again, we did play at E3. It was very buggy. It was very Ooh. buggy. Ugh. They told us that. They said up front, hey, this is not close to a final build of the game. Uh, go check out, if you even on your Xbox or PS4, go and look at the trailer for the game. I really like the atmosphere. I think it's beautiful graphically. Uh, I think it's it's going to be a fun shooter. This is all first person. It's or uh, campaign, excuse me. There's no multiplayer. And... This is the third game in the series, which you can play. Actually, the first two on Games Pass, if you're an Xbox owner. Uh, even Polygon says it's one of the, the year's probably most visually arresting games. Uh, but I liked, when we played the demo, the mix of stealth and the dynamic of the shootout that you could possibly get into around every corner. It really was a make-it-your-own kind of game, as linear as it could feel in such a vast world in a post-apocalyptic Moscow. So it might be one of my dark horse games that it could theoretically do very well Mm -hmm. when it comes to uh, critically acclaimed to commercial sales. It could also not do very well. Maybe it falls somewhere in between. I'm hoping it does well. 
that's uh, that's a game that I'd like to get my hands on. But I'll, you know, I'll be busy in Crackdown. Uh, also, the same day, as if it wasn't busy enough, we've got two other releases: Far Cry New Dawn for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, this is kind of a spinoff of Far Cry 5. Yeah, like the, the, we said earlier, half sequels for Kingdom Hearts. I feel like this is the same kind of thing. Yes, it was confusing it's, at first if it was DLC or a standalone. And half I think game. I asked that, didn't I? Probably. <laughs> I think I asked that on one, on one of the episodes. We, we might have talked about it last episode. It's um, new protagonists. <laughs> And they definitely reference stuff from Far Cry 5. We got this trailer announcement during the Game Awards in December. I like the quick turnaround. But, uh, I, you know, I didn't play Far Cry 5. I know a few people who did, and they, they thought it was okay. Nothing uh, to write home about. And here we are getting a, another new one. So I, they're not worried about fatigue. But you know what? It's the same company that produces Assassin's Creed every year. So That's true. Yeah, you vote with your wallet, I always say. <laughs> The next one is probably something you want to speak a little bit more to, and that is a game people went nuts for uh, at the Xbox announcement of this. It's coming out for PS4, Xbox, and PC, Jump Force. I'm so glad to hear that people flipped out over Insane. it. Insane. <laughs> yeah. I have, it was one of the games that had a reaction where people were screaming. I'm pretty sure I saw a few people crying. <laughs> people were really excited about this that's one. That's so cool to hear. Oh, that's that's people's love of classic or you know 90s anime that they grew up with. <laughs> um, Jump Force is going to be a, uh, a tag fighting game. Um, three on three, I believe, is going to be the, the format for it. But this is bringing in some of the most iconic characters from the Shonen Jump publications over in Japan. That includes um, classic series like Naruto, One Piece, Dragon Ball, Veroni Kenshin, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu Yu Hakusho. So you'll be able to fight uh, Yugi as Goku or Vegeta. You'll be able to uh, fight with Kenshin against Cell or um, against Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star. It's bringing a lot of these beloved anime and manga characters that a lot of people especially grew up with in the 90s and throwing them all into a fighting game. It's it's like Super Smash Brothers with Shonen Jump uh, manga and anime characters. I, I'm really excited for that one too. I, I was I was very much thrilled when I saw that reveal at E3 and I'm just I'm really glad to hear that people were, uh, were so receptive to it at E3. The energy in the room was more than palpable. It was very exciting and it was a game that I would traditionally not get super amped for but that's the beauty of gaming, right? You got People with very diverse tastes in genre and scope. And this was one where it's like, you're excited about it, so now I'm excited about it. And I don't know anything, relatively speaking, about it. No, and I feel like you don't even have to know a lot of these characters or what series they're from to be interested in the game. You know, there's such bright, colorful personalities. Um, all the you know, So many of the characters just look cool. Um, it's probably going to be a great game, too. Um, I bet you that is a, the, a surprise runaway for one of the... You know, Bandai Namco has traditionally done such a good job licensing its fighting games. You know, they're not just fan service. They, they, ha- they have very deep, um, very nuanced fighting mechanics, easy to learn, often difficult to master, which, I, in my opinion, is the, the best blueprint for a fighting game. So I think, I think this one's going to be a lot of fun, whether you are familiar with these characters or not. Jumping to February 22nd, one of the the year's most anticipated releases, Anthem from BioWare. Uh, very much has Destiny vibes written all over it. Uh, it's a multiplayer sci-fi game, open world, 
four classes that you can choose from for uh, human-controlled mechs called javelins. These mechs remind me of Titanfall a little bit, so you've got a little bit of that influence there. Uh, maybe you've got a little bit of Mass Effect in there as well. And here's hoping this is the game in terms of narrative to a point that we wanted with uh, Mass Effect Andromeda a few years ago that kind of fell flat. Uh, there will be public events, completing story missions together. I don't need the shared world stuff, so I'm a little hesitant with that because I like Destiny, but I don't ever play it with people. And if I've played it, I've played through the campaign pretty quickly, and then I've done a little bit of the, the multiplayer um, I hope it, it knows what it is and it does it well. I hope it's not too unfocused and too broad. It looks fun. It looks like it probably controls very well. It's from Bioware after all. It's, uh, for me, it's the most polarizing early release where I can't put my finger on how I, I think it's going to do. I yeah. think it's going to sell very well. Yeah. Is it it could not, but I think it will. And is it going to be a good game? That, that it comes down to, is it going to be a good game? Yeah. I don't know. Will it be the next landmark new IP, or will it be all but forgotten in a couple of years? That's a great That's, way to put it. Is yeah. this spawning a new <laughs> franchise? Yeah. Or is it going to be Destiny, which, you know, with the most recent news, um, Activision and Bungie have broken up. Very interesting news. Very interesting. They planned a 10-year schedule of releases with those games. And here we are after just the, the second game and a few releases, of course, in terms of expansion. And they're like, you know, this is not for us. So they're not making money is what it comes down to. Right. Depends if EA can do it with Bioware. I'm rooting for it. Um, I, I may wait to play that one until some of the reviews come out. Sure. We're, uh, we're going to have to wait and see on that one. Um, okay. So the rest of the month, nothing too crazy uh Dirt Rally 2 coming out February 26th. The Lego Movie 2 for the family-friendly gamers out there. Um, this coming out PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. I played the original Lego Movie game. It's, it's fun. It's kind of smaller in scope than some of the, the other Lego games. Uh, Lego Movie 2 is a, a movie Pavlak and I are going to be at. For sure. We'll, we'll be there opening night uh, enjoying ourselves. Two of the oldest people in the audience, but <laughs> I is what it is. Hey, I think it's going to be a perfect mix in there uh, of adults and kids, but you got to be a kid at heart. Uh, moving, anything else you want to do before moving on to March? No, we're good. Okay. I'm impressed by February. That's a that's a pretty stacked way to end it. The 15th yeah, from is like, just from, nuts. Yeah, from like the 15th on, you have like that week, week and a half period where you really, you got a bunch of things coming out that you normally wouldn't see such a stacked no. um, February like that. It's so early in the year for gaming. I think uh, for for March we'll we'll go right off the bat with Pavlok's most anticipated game of the year, Dead or Alive Six. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? Nothing? No response? Uh, I don't. I, yeah, it is. I can't believe I, they're still making them. Yeah, I'm not. Well, eh, I, I kind of am. It's still going. Look, I'm sure people play that one competitively too. So <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, March eighth is a big one. In, uh, in the gaming world for a, a number of reasons, but uh, Devil May Cry 5. And that just continues that crazy couple-week stretch to start off this year. Yeah, I mean, two. Yeah, that's what, two weeks after Anthem? You get Devil May Cry 5? Holy crap. That was another game people lost their mind over at Microsoft's conference. Uh, Capcom is back with uh, Devil May Cry 5. It looks, looks beautiful. It looks like it plays very well. Uh... This might be a jump-on point for me. Probably, yeah. Probably a good one to get in and with. You can play some of the 
prior Devil May Cry games through the Xbox Games Pass, by the way. So that might be uh, a good thing to do. And that original still holds up to this day. That one from the you know the original from PS2, which uh, that was like a mid I think that was like a mid gen PS2 game. But man, it still plays great to this day. Uh, March fifteenth, the Division Two. That uh, that's going to be a real big game. The that's that's Adam for that's going to be Adams. Yeah, for sure. Gem. The, the first game felt like uh, it didn't have a great start. And then picked up steam over time in terms mm. of its player base. Uh, Division two takes us out of that wintry New York environment. Uh, we go to Washington D.C., which takes place about seven months after the first game. Um, it's set in, a, uh, according to Polygon, in a post-terror attack America ruled by a dictator and riven by civil war. Uh, obviously, online combat, uh, shared world shooter, if you will. There will be downloadable missions, a lot of the stuff you'd see in Destiny 2, uh, games such as that. Uh, this is probably not a game I will dive into because, again, too broad in scope for me. A little bit intimidating in that sense, but uh, it'll do well. No doubt about it. One game I am very excited uh, for, and it's not one I would have anticipated, was Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Uh, that is coming out March 22nd, PS4, Xbox One, PC got to imagine it's Switch at some point. They have not announced that, but I've just got a feeling on that one. Um, I'm a little doubtful about that because From Software seemed to have some difficulty porting over um, the HD remaster of the original Dark Souls. Okay. You know, there was a, a very sudden, very fairly long delay. It was a few months to get it out there. Um, so I don't, And I don't know if that's either because there there is some in like functional or technical struggles behind that, or if it's a more minor struggle, but from software doesn't see it financially um, wise to dedicate so you know, so much, so many resources to getting it on switch. I don't know. Um, it, 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 if it doesn't, you know, Hey, such is life. I think the game still looks great. I'm still very interested in it, and I'll just have to try it out at some point on Xbox or PlayStation. Because from software is at this point, I'm almost at, I'm almost at a point where it's like they can do no wrong. After they, uh, Bloodborne, the Dark Souls series, original Demon Souls, they I, hit I it big it. with with Dark Souls. Yeah, and Bloodborne was constantly uh, a, a game of of the year candidate across multiple media outlets. I like that they're taking that kind like that format that you know Demon Souls, Dark Souls had for gameplay and taking it into different like settings and premises you know like demon souls dark souls is um um what do you call it? like western european inspired high fantasy um and then you had bloodborne which was obviously very gothic horror inspired uh like victorian era um setting with like gothic uh like werewolves vampires demons things like that whereas sekiro is set in japan and you're taking in more, more of like that mythology there. So I think it's cool. Like I said, I just think it's cool that they're going to you know different uh, universes and different worlds with that gameplay, because it's that, ac- that very, very difficult, very, very nuanced action RPG um, blueprint. And it's it's great to see. You know, obviously after Bloodborne was PS4 exclusive, that this will become an Xbox. Uh, but right. uh, I, I, I'm very interested in it. I think the combat looks like a, a lot of fun. And for uh, uh, 
a gamer previously intimidated by the Dark Souls series, this, this might be a good jump on point. Uh, I know Robbie Palmer from our friends over at the Nerdy Nomicon is a big fan of, of most uh, from software stuff, so this will probably be something on his list coming up. Danganronpa Trilogy coming out on PS4 uh, March 22nd. That had a, a cult following. That'll that'll be nice uh, to those who waited for that to get to the PS4. Uh, anything else um, before we move on to April? I, I really don't know what to make of Yoshi's Crafted World yet. Uh, you know, That's another 2D side-scroller coming out on Switch. Looks interesting. Um, I, I kind of like the idea of opening up the levels. It's kind of It's got kind of like a cardboard arts and crafts kind of visual aesthetic to it and then you can find like a secret path that basically changes the whole camera perspective uh which i think is a neat twist there's there's really not too many ways to innovate within um 2d side scrollers anymore it, it's tough with how many there's been and how long the the genre has been going um so i'm, I'm always willing to entertain one that it brings some kind of refreshing idea and hopefully this hopefully this is it yoshi's crafted world we move on to April, and uh, only two releases to talk about with confirmed dates, and they're kind of big ones. Uh, we just got this announcement, and I love that we didn't know about this until the Game Awards. The biggest, the biggest news of the night, I think. Yeah, totally. Mortal Kombat 11, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, yep. and PC. Can't wait. Talk us through Mortal Kombat 11. What, uh, as a Switch owner, getting to play this day one. Yeah, that's going to be great. I'm still miffed that we don't have Injustice 2 on Switch. Me too. But, but I digress. Um, <laughs> you know, like this is this is the kind of third-party game that just makes sense on the Switch, and it is definitely a lot more feasible. Um, like, you're not going to get, like, a Fallout or, you know, an Elder Scroll, like the like the brand-new Elder Scrolls on Switch. You're not going to get these gigantic AAA blockbusters on there necessarily. But, like, what's essentially a 2D fighting game, no, no matter how... No, no matter what the visual fidelity is on PlayStation 4 or Xbox One, that's a lot easier to translate to the Switch's hardware than, like, say, like a Witcher kind of game. Oh, yeah. So, like, this is the kind of stuff that technically will fit on the Switch, and I think we'll find an audience, too, because um, you really haven't seen this kind of third-party offering on a Nintendo system, and if you've only played Nintendo systems, I think this is something you're going to eat up right away just because you, you haven't had this in so long. I, I think it's going to do well for a number of reasons. Adding it to the Switch lineup, that much more viable Yeah, for the game. There's, uh, a, there's a lot of hype behind this one, and it's impressive how much there is given how recently it was announced. Like, they haven't had a lot of time to build up hype for this, but it's there. I think that can be advantageous. I think it's fine True. to not announce a game three years out, not have a release date. <laughs> You're cracked down, right? Hope, hope that we can give a date and then not make it and then have to reboot it internally. I like the shorter release window, and I think that's where we're going as we get towards the bottom of this list, okay. uh, which, you know, there are yeah. certain games we don't know about, certain ones that don't have release dates, but we'll get into those. It's uh, a fair way to look at it. And maybe Mortal Kombat is why Injustice 2 is not readily available just yet. Maybe. On Switch is what we mean. Right. Uh, April 26th, Days Gone for the PS4. This was announced at the Epic E3 <laughs> a few years back that Sony had. Uh, in 2016, uh, Days Gone is from Sony Bend. Uh, you're going to know Sony Bend is the creators of Siphon Filter. Would you believe this is their first console release since 2004? No. 
Siphon Filter, the Omega Strain for PS2 2004. They did PS Portable. Yeah, the, they this, did those PS Vita. Yeah. They did Uncharted Golden Abyss. The first game I ever bought for See, my they've Vita. S- they've still been making good games. Like, you know, like the two siphon filters on PSP were awesome. They've been a little bit uh, maybe underutilized, but Days Gone, I, um, I'm i not quite sure what to expect from it. Uh, it's going to be a zombie apocalypse game, so maybe it's a little bit past its time. <laughs> but I'll say this. PS4 exclusives are in high demand at all times because Sony fans will eat them up. And, uh, you know, I'm one of them. So I, I'm interested. I mean, with the run we've had with God of War, Detroit Become Human, Spider-Man, uh, even the year before that, it was a timed exclusive, but we had the, the, the Crash Bandicoot trilogy. It's it's just, there's there's a lot of good things happening. So uh, this may be a wait and see for me as well, but uh, I guess the game is going to react to your decisions and your play style in an effort to make things more challenging. So we'll see. Uh, but... You know, PS4 owners rejoice. You're getting another exclusive there. On to May. We're getting Rage 2 on May 14th for the PS4, Xbox One, and P- uh, PC. It was funny when this one kind of leaked a few few years back, actually just last year now, uh, that it was it was coming out because no one believed that Rage 2 was going to be a sequel in development. Yeah. And uh, here we are. It's something we were able to play last year. I, I actually think this game is going to be a lot of fun. It embraces the crazy side, the wild side. It reminded me a lot of Doom, where Doom is kind of, you've always got that metal music playing in the background. This felt like punk rock, if you can make that correlation, if you've played Doom. So, just because of Rage 1, whether you didn't play it or you played it and thought it was crap, (laughs) don't let that deter you from playing Rage 2, I'll tell you that. Very different game, huh? Very different. Night and day, they could have put a different... It may have benefited them more if they put a different... <laughs> Just try to make a brand new IP out of it. Uh, yes. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. So I, can, I can see where you're saying that. Um, yeah. We're getting a, a Team Sonic Racing May 21st, and just one month later, <laughs> we're getting the racing game that I am excited for, and many, many fans around the world. Day one, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, June 21st. Crash Team Racing oh, Nitro Fuel. That is going to be your whole weekend when that yes! game first comes so, out. I'm officiating a wedding that weekend. Oh, are you home. serious? I'm coming home and that's what I'm playing. <laughs> and E3 is the week before it. I was saying, I thought you were going to bring your Switch to the wedding reception. Play <laughs> you may now kiss. Oh, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Power sliding right now. Oh, uka uka. You may now kiss the bride. So, Crash Team Racing. Uh, we got a wonderful port with, as we mentioned, the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. We got a wonderful port with Spyro Reignited. It only felt natural that this was the next one, just in time, uh, I believe, for the 20th anniversary. I played the original. This was a game me and my cousins loved. My sister Jamie, we played it to death. They're rebuilding it from the ground up, just like they did with the two past games I mentioned. There's going to be, uh, I believe, a few new racers and online play. Yes. Online play, baby. That's going to be awesome. I hope this eventually leads to a brand new Crash Team Racing, as well as a new Crash Bandicoot game altogether, a new Spyro. But if sales are strong enough, I think that's where they're headed. So I can't wait. I can't wait. This was just announced at the Game Awards. And, uh, yep, sign me up. I'll be there. I'll be with I'll be with you there for that. <laughs> yes. Um, we'll do a couple game nights with that. That sounds great to me. Looking forward to it. 
in terms of games with release dates, is that it? In terms of what you wanted to talk about, There's yeah, because um, I don't know what the heck to make of Shenmue Three. Who, who, who the hell knows what that's going to turn out to be like? Yeah, I'm not sure. I got nothing. I got I got nothing as far as uh, predicting that one. Unfortunately, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, what we'll do now is kind of chronicle the rest of the games that we think have release windows this year, or were said to have release windows this year. We don't have a date yet, though. Uh, Animal Crossing on Switch, is that a... Oh, that'll definitely hit this year. Okay. I, I'd be shocked if it doesn't. Um, they announced that one latish last year, and I, I can't. And given how long the Switch has been out now, I can't imagine that that one takes up too many resources to develop. Like that's not a Breath of the Wild or Mario Odyssey. Let's put it that way. We know someone who's going to enjoy that game very much, and and Sammy B. Oh yeah, I, I, I was trying to think of who you're implying yeah. for a second. And I realized, yeah, yeah, yeah huge definitely. Animal Crossing fan, right? No, she'll uh, she'll fall in love with that one. When probably. you say A, she doesn't think you're saying Assassin's Creed. She thinks of Animal <laughs> Crossing. True. Uh, Battletoads, that's a big one for Xbox yeah, One. Uh, that's pretty cool. Phil Spencer teased this a few years ago by wearing a Battletoads shirt on stage, which was wonderful. Uh, Catherine Full Body, I can't believe that a sequel is <laughs> coming out to Catherine from 2011, but uh, only PS4 it's listed for, which is kind of scratching my head on that one, but hey. Um, th- that's definitely... I think more of an. I believe Atlas is taking care of this one again. Correct. Hold on one second. Uh, that's a great question. I'm actually not sure on that let me, one. Let me grab that. And yeah, Atlas is once again behind this. Um, Atlas is. Atlas has like a very, not like niche, but a very dedicated fan base in Japan. Um, and and they release a lot of games that are like for otaku's. Uh, internationally so i think that's why you're gonna see it playstation 4 I, I just i don't think it would even find too much of an audience on xbox to yeah be per- to be perfectly right. honest and it is such an oddball kind of and that's definitely a, okay that's a niche game that's where i'm perfectly fine using the word niche yeah you're right i mean that's that's more of a head scratcher than anything we've mentioned uh when it you know, Rage Two even is like okay, that makes sense. <laughs> no, 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 Catherine is a uh, was an extremely unique game that. Um, I watch the trailer for that every once in a while. It pops up on like uh, Xbox uh, Xbox Live because mm-hmm. you can buy backwards compatible games, and that's one. And I'm always like, mm, no, I'm gonna pass on that one. But um, Code Vein. Speaking of Dark Souls like games, uh, Code Vein's coming out PS4, uh, PC, and Xbox One. That uh, is from Hiroshi Yoshimura, the director of some of the God Eater games. Ah. Vampire-themed, it's supposed to have a focus on exploration as well as difficult boss battles. It's probably not one for me, but there will be a market for that. There will definitely be a market for that. Uh, We're getting uh, a Conan game this year, which is interesting. Uh, that is one I know we've we've talked about and heard about in development for a while. Uh, those those had a, a nice following back in the day. Yeah, um, I I like that. It I feel like it's almost appropriate that it's coming out when um, they did a Conan movie years back. And did you know who played Conan? No, Jason Momoa. Of course he did. Uh huh. And he, <laughs> and he was it it stinks because he was perfect for the role, but the movie was just terrible. It was box office bomb, critical bomb, never went anywhere after that, unfortunately. Um, but if that played any role in him getting to be our Aquaman, I, I can live with it. 
Me too. <laughs> uh, control is high on my list. I don't. I don't know that this is going to come out this year. Honestly, uh, it feels more like a spring 2020 release to me, just because uh, Remedy, who made the game, typically has that as a release window. Even even to uh, like the I think the Max Payne games back in the day. But uh, best known for Alan Wake. Quantum Break, uh, just a few years back, which I thought was criminally underrated, uh, is they're coming back with Control. And the trailer that they showed off for this was just wonderful. We got to see about 15 minutes of a, a gameplay demo behind the scenes. I got to interview someone uh, from the uh, a development team, excuse me, from Remedy. You can check that out right on our YouTube. And this is a game I'm excited about. Think about the odd premises of Alan Wake and Quantum Break. They joked about this at the meeting that we were at. They said, if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. And that's kind of where their games go in, in a joking sense. So you play as a young woman with a futuristic gun. Uh, she can ex she has like these telekinetic abilities that can kind of change the environment, change what's in front of her. Uh, it's not known really what's happening, but uh, there's like a department of control, if you will for the, the U.S. government. So this is like a futuristic setting. Uh, that's a game I really would love to see come out this year. I don't feel like we're getting it, but I don't have any reason to, to really know that. I remember being impressed by the debut of that at E3. I believe that was, that was its debut, correct? Yeah, and they did on um, Sony's yeah. stage, which traditionally they've been a, an Xbox company. Uh, I remember being impressed by that trailer. Because uh, Alan Wake and Quantum Break were both uh, exclusives. Right. So we actually got invited to the meeting for a behind-the-scenes look at Remedy's next game. Oh, cool. This was how it was yeah. touted to us. And I was like, oh my gosh, is this finally Alan Wake 2? It was not. <laughs> but Control looks really good. So I'm very excited about that one. Um, next one on my list, is, you know, stop me if I'm, I'm wrong here, but Doom Eternal uh, is the sequel to the reboot of Doom from Bethesda, uh, Bethesda and id. Yep. I absolutely fell in love with that game it's gonna be it this is gonna be another good one <laughs> it's gonna be so good i have no doubt i can't wait till it comes out if you haven't played the the rebooted doom go back and play it on your xbox one your ps4 it is on switch yep actually so you can play it there play with the game control the, the pro control not the the original joy cons because let me tell you that's probably gonna be a mess Oof. and yeah. doom eternal will be on switch too they've said it will so i'm hoping that is... i can see that being one of the the big fall releases yeah, I could see that being like a September-October release. Doom did well enough that I think they'll get there. Uh, Dreams, PS4 exclusive from the creator of Little Big Planet, Media Molecule. Um, a lot of creation in in the the sense for this game. Not for me, even though I liked Little Big Planet back in the day. Does this have any appeal for you? Not particularly. I got to be honest. Um, I I like the visual style of it. So it oh it's yeah, a, it's a different gorgeous looking game but I'm, I'm into that uh but uh that's a game again i don't know really is, is gonna make it out this year uh fire emblem three houses yeah you better believe it let's uh i'm so pumped for that let's chat about that so nintendo switch obviously yep uh spring I, I would i would hope so oh god so don't get, uh don't, oh, don't scare that? me uh, with xbox that. one that's oh. interesting oh. so nintendo switch <laughs> exclusive uh Talk talk about Fire Emblem. Um, 
this one, I, I, this is actually the first Fire Emblem releasing strictly for home consoles since I believe 2007, Radiant Dawn on the original Wii. Um, so that's kind of cool because the last few years, um, Fire Emblem has been on the DS, or sorry, the handhelds, whether it was DS, 3DS. Um, the series really revitalized itself with Fire Emblem um, Awakening on 3DS. Up to that point, there was actually concern that they were going to axe the series if that game didn't do well. And it really hit it off, completely rejuvenated the franchise, um, got its biggest audience outside of Japan for, that the franchise had ever seen. And ever since then, Fire Emblem has quietly been one of Nintendo's biggest properties. This new game for Switch, we don't know too much about the story. We do know it's like a brand new setting, brand new world and all that. Um, from what we saw of that gameplay reveal at E3, though, it looks like the battlefields are far more sprawling than ever before in the series' uh, history, which you would hope and expect going to the Switch, you know, strongest console that um, the Fire Room mm-hmm. series has ever been on. Um, but the battles look a lot bigger. It looks like you're in control of more characters um, than you usually are. Most games, like, you, you'll have, like, a maximum of 20 um, soldiers to command at once because it's turn-based. But this one, it looks like you're commanding entire armies at times. It looks like there's an open world element to the game where you just kind of walk around your base or your hub area, your fort, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I'm really excited to see how they expand the scope of this because, like I said, this is the strongest system that Fire Emblem has ever been on. You would hope that they expand the scale of it, kind of like you know, like what Breath of the Wild did for Zelda or what Mario Odyssey did for Mario. Um, I hope this takes... You know, that classic Fire Emblem gameplay, but just completely expands the grandeur and the spectacle of it. And from what we've seen so far, it looks like that's going to be the case. In the sense of the scale of the releases we've gotten on the Switch, whether it was um, Smash Brothers or Odyssey, which I adored, or uh, even uh, Breath of the Wild, feels like this is the next one. Yeah. Uh, In Splatoon 2. Sure. This is one of those pillar releases. Yeah, and this feels like that next big evolution for you know fire emblem like like i said like how breath of the wild was for zelda odyssey was for mario this feels like the next big stride that fire emblem needs is as it returns to home consoles gears five we've lost lost what the war oh what is it good for so gears (laughs) five uh they've changed the name of the franchise moving forward which is an intriguing kind of thing but gears five is supposed to come out uh I, I guess it's going to be one of those those fall releases. I I imagine Halo Infinite we we wait on for a while until maybe Xbox has their their new console or Microsoft has their new Xbox out. Uh, but we've got a new protagonist, so the third one now in the series. We've got Kate Diaz who who played a prominent role in Gears of War Four, uh, but Marcus Phoenix will be in this one as well as JD. Uh, I I this was a surprise announcement for me. I did not anticipate that this one was going to be coming so soon. Uh, but that being said, uh, more Gears is generally a good thing, especially especially for Xbox gamers and, and PC. There uh, is the cross-play uh, ability to do that. The other thing I want to mention, if you are a Games Pass owner, this is a day one free title for you to download. It is worth buying Games Pass for alone. Uh, I predict this one is probably going to come out in September. Just the feel I get. Has, there, has Gears ever released... Like outside of like Q3, Q4, like has it ever released it in, in a month that wasn't September on? Mm-mm. I say it, always it, a it, fall release. Yeah, it just it just feels like a fall release. You've got Gears, Halo, and I think they wanted Crackdown to be. It's it's 
it's not, but they yeah. wanted to kind of maybe rotate those games a little bit. And even the one year having the timed exclusivity on uh, the Tomb Raider. Oh, uh, yes. Rise of the Tomb yes, Raider. Yes, yes, I think uh, that's what they were trying to do. But I think next gen we're going to see with Xbox what we saw this gen with PS4 exclusives. I think that's what they've been building towards because the reception has just been incredible yeah. to anything Sony's really put their, their mind to. Uh, in the Valley of the Gods, coming out uh, exclusively for, for Mac and PC, I think this look this looks exciting. Uh, just the synopsis here is set in, the, uh, set in Egypt in the 1920s. Players take on the role of explorer and filmmaker Zora and her partner as they investigate ancient tombs while making a film. Uh, developer Campo Santo, best known for creating the game Firewatch, uh, the developers say console versions are likely, but we don't have a confirmation of that just yet. That is a game that intrigues me and uh, going to be published by 505 Games, who's also publishing Control. Uh, da, 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 get Journey to the Savage Planet. That was just uh, kind of announced. Uh, that is being led by Alex Hutchinson, who was the director for Far Cry 4 and Assassin's Creed 3. So that's kind of a big deal. Going down the list here. I think probably the next game on my list uh, is is Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, exclusively for Nintendo Switch. Good job, Nintendo. That's a big deal. We did grab that brass ring. <laughs> that's that's pretty incredible. Uh, this game, I this came out of nowhere. Yeah, I did. I never saw that coming. How, how many great games were announced at the Game Awards that, was a that great we just event. didn't know God, about? God, that was such a good event. Good job, Jeff Keighley. Uh, there's a lot of Marvel characters in this. You'll see in the trailer, the Guardians, uh, the X-Men, the Avengers. No one's off limits. And uh, it's been a solid 10 years, I think we said, since the, or maybe nine or 10, since uh, Ultimate Alliance 2 came out. So it's funny. I was watching the trailers for those on, on Xbox Live the other day. The, the Like the original games? Yes. Oh, cool. Of course, a little bit blocky because they're old. But right. to see the superheroes of this Essentially, a lot of the characters we see in the Marvel Cinematic Universe look really, really different. Because yeah. I feel like everything Marvel that comes out very now, much. they're very much in the image of the on-screen heroes. Right. Because that that's, pe- that's what people are familiar with. We didn't have that back then. Right. We only had Iron Man yeah. and Hulk at that point, and maybe Iron Man 2 by the time they came out. Back when Hawkeye had a mask or a helmet or something that he was wearing. <laughs> it's, it's totally different now, so... Uh, I am excited for that one. That's going to be a day one for me and my Switch and my Pro Controller, of course. Sadly, I don't think we get that before Endgame. I feel like we no. would. Ha- I feel like we would have a release date if it would be in April. So I think that's like a late May or maybe early June release. I, that feels like a perfect summer game. Yeah. Um, maybe I, you throw it in between, you know, that and Spider-Man. I def- yes, I, I definitely think they want to capitalize on Endgame, and they should capitalize on Endgame, but I don't see them getting it out before that movie releases. So, yeah, maybe shortly before uh, Far From Home. Do you think it... There's a part of me that says that game gets... It's funny to say delayed without having a date. Sure. But maybe that one gets pushed back. I don't know. We don't know enough about it yet. Yeah. It, it also doesn't seem like a... Like it doesn't seem like a triple A game in 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 terms of like the scope and scale you would get on say Xbox One or PlayStation Four. Um, it almost looks like, um, like it, it yeah. looks like a perfect Switch kind of game. It's not you know hardware intensive, so I would be I would honestly be surprised if we don't see it this year. It was a big thing for them to say 2019. Yeah, like they were kind of adamant yeah. about that. At least it seemed. Like I said, I don't know how you release this and not try to capitalize on the endgame hype. 
Like yeah. everybody in the world is going to be watching that movie. You might as well try and get the game out there while people are just honed in on Marvel. If you've got a kid who is into right. Marvel, you're buying that game right. because the odds are they have a Switch. Sure, that too. Or maybe you're like, oh, Marvel has a new game. I'm going to go play it because I like the new Avengers movie. There's going to be like a month, two-month period where the whole world is talking about Marvel because of Endgame. So or if you're yeah. like me, you think about it every single day. Or that too. <laughs> that too. Not a day goes by where I don't think about just the overall darkness <laughs> of uh, Infinity War. But uh, yeah, I, I digress. Or, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I played... Uh, I haven't played Ori in the Blind Forest, but that is one of the games that I purchased when I was talking about these smaller scale games in the beginning of the yep. episode. I see this game as a an Xbox uh, at E3 saying, oh, and it's available right now kind of thing. That'd be cool. Like we got with Unravel last year for EA. Uh, so the sequel, this uh, first announced in 2017, that's right. And the it, the first game came out in 2015, so we're already four years removed from that one, which is kind of crazy to think about. But lots of color, lots of beauty, a really, really nice atmospheric tone to it set in the forest again, just like the first game, uh, which was very, very critically acclaimed. I so I'm excited. I love yeah. Blind Forest. Beautiful game. The announcement reaction to that, the sequel we're talking about, is one of our most watched videos ever. People really ate it up. Yeah. Uh, so that's a game you can bet we'll be covering. Uh, let's see here. The Pathless. This uh, this was announced. Oh, I love that trailer from the Game Awards. Yes. That was one of my. F- that was quietly one of my favorite. Uh, what do you call it? Debuts. I didn't Game realize Awards. it that it it was in development or it's in development by Giant Squid who had made uh, Abzu a few years back. Yeah. Uh, in 2016, and. It totally didn't click with me. That's where the art style. Oh yeah, from. no, you can see the art styles line up. You absolutely you can. Two games, but that game looks awesome. Also uh, directed by Matt Nava, uh, art director from Journey. Makes yeah, makes perfect sense. One of the most lauded games of all time. You can absolutely see the artistic influences there. I'm excited about that game. That me trailer too. just it I hit me. I loved that trailer. If it were in that Xbox store, I would have bought it right away. I was no. really hoping to see Switch at the end of that trailer. <laughs> PS4. But it was not meant to be, unfortunately. Uh, it's going to PS4. Guess uh, I got to expand my console horizons. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. I've been trying for years. <laughs> we're going has, on two decades. He has. I, he had a 360 for like a week. A week. That was it's it. True. So I, uh, I thought I broke through and I was wrong. Um... Psychonauts 2, that's going to be a big release for sure. Uh, we already talked about that. We already talked about that. We're going through the list here. Sayonara Wild Hearts. This was the first game announced. Yeah. Yes. So. I don't know why, but that game really, really has me interested. It wasn't subtle, and there was no shortage of grabbing your attention, that's for sure. Uh, it's a musical game. I'm excited about that because I feel like we don't get a lot of the, the music slash rhythm games. Cell Shaded, Neon. Sign me up. A lot of neon. A lot of neon. Well, play it at a distance. Yeah. Well, it's cool because, you know, it's it's a rhythm music game, but there is so many action elements to it. Like, it looks like there's, like, some shoot 'em up kind of elements, like those side-scrolling, like, like space shooter kind of games in there. And I don't know if that's going to be the case across the entirety of the game, if that's, like, just one level, if that's just one sequence. But... There looks to be like a very heavy action element in there too, like that arcadey kind of action. Um, and just between that and the visuals, I'm really, really intrigued by that game. 
Me too. And it was the perfect way to start off the show. Yeah. The the game awards. Didn't know what the heck it was as they were playing that trailer. I'm like, what is this? Now at the end of the trailer, it did show the words you wanted to see: Nintendo Switch. Yes. So that's coming to Switch uh, at some point this year. Uh, and then the other systems, from what I understand, I, I believe it's a timed exclusive for Switch, so it'll be on Xbox One and PlayStation Four at some point. I'm down with that. I think is their plan. <laughs> uh, sea of Solitude originally unveiled last year's E3 for PS4 and Xbox One and PC. I gotta think Switch at some point, but uh, this is from Joe May, uh, and they are a pickup of EA's indie publishing program. You may have heard of it, EA Originals. They published A Way Out, which is very popular, Fay, which I played earlier, uh, or actually early in the year last year, and then Unravel. So EA is doing a great thing where they pick up these these smaller developers, sometimes very small teams as well, and uh, they get them out to the masses, and they don't keep a penny of the profits. That's all so of it cool. goes to the stu- the indie studio. That's so cool. Good PR move for EA, who's constantly <laughs> in the news for bad things left <laughs> and right. Yeah, uh, Battlefront Two DLC sucks. Uh, worst oh, company to ever work for. It goes on and on. I would hate to work for that PR department. <laughs> Seriously, they're some of the best. They had a great idea, mm-hmm. and I applaud them for that. So. Uh, this game really looked intriguing to me from the the beginning, and um, I what's cool is I got to talk to Andrea Renee about this at E3 a little bit. She was saying she she got a behind the scenes look of it in addition to what was shown, uh. and um, basically was that it would blow away people when it, it actually came out. Uh, go watch the trailer if you can. We haven't gotten much from it since, but I imagine we'll get a release date probably spring or summer for that one. Um, that That is one that's going to certainly be on my list. Um, Skull and Bones, kind of surprised that does not have uh, a release date yet. That game is exactly, if you took Assassin's Creed for Black Flag's uh, ships, uh, all the sea combat, and just made it its own game. Yeah, And that's fine. It's totally fine. Um, it's multiplayer pretty much, even though there is a single player campaign. Um, it's too much for me probably though. It's slow moving. There's, there's a lot going on. It works well from what we played of it, but I, um, it won't be for me. It, it, it'll, it'll have a, it's, it's crowd out there for sure. Um, Spelunky 2, I actually didn't know about this until recently somehow that we were getting a sequel to this. I also completely forgot that Spelunky came out in 2012. So uh, we're we're looking at a ways away. PS4 and Windows PC gotta imagine that's coming to every other console ever, shortly after that timed exclusive. But uh, only time will tell on that one. So this is a big one for me. Obviously, I'm uh, shocked that your scroll stopped on this one. <laughs> that, <there's, laughs> that, that must have just been coincidence. Of course not. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order coming uh, to PS4, Xbox, and PC. We got the weirdest reveal for this at EA's E3 presentation last year. Um, Vince Zampella, who started Respawn, who does Titanfall, Titanfall 2, and then they did the... Back in the day, Vince did the early Modern Warfare games for Call of Duty. Kind of just was, like, spaced out, and he's. it seemed like he didn't know a lot about the game or maybe he couldn't talk about it, obviously, because it's Star Wars. But it's going to focus on the events that take place after Revenge of the Sith, uh, when the Jedi are being hunted. We do know you're going to wield a lightsaber. Doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a Jedi or a Sith, but... Maybe the Grey Jedi? Maybe. I always wanted to see more of them. 
Maybe you get to be Darth Vader. That would be really cool. Uh, well, you're definitely a Sith at that point. Of course. <laughs> That's all we know, though. <laughs> There's not even a logo for the game. I don't see how it's coming out this year. <laughs> right, yeah. We don't even have. <laughs> but at the same time, we know they've been working on this for a while. We know they're working on Titanfall 3, so that worries me a little bit, that <laughs> we're going to have divided assets over these two possibly really great games. And they're both AAA games, so that's worrisome as well. Um, and then you got to imagine they want to release this in probably November at the, the last second before Episode 9. That's what they've done with the last two Battlefront games, and I don't think we're going to get a new Battlefront, despite the rumors. Maybe they slip it into that first week in December? Because there is, there, you know, it, the, you always think that the companies want to get it in in time for Black Friday, but there is a history of some games doing very well that first week of December. I think Far Cry 3? Yep. Oh, There's yeah. one in there. Super Smash, Brothers, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is another yeah. recent example. Uh, for what it's worth, the Just Cause games usually come out then. Yeah. Uh, Dead Rising 4 did pretty well. That came out. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 last year on Switch was another it one. Did, that it was did. December, and that sold very well. So it's, it's no, not no one goes there. Yeah, it's not necessarily the you know the death knell to go that into December. No, it's not. I, I imagine... Man, I just hope. Part of me worries this game's going to be rushed yeah. to to coincide with Episode Nine. Well, it's Star Wars. You're gonna you're gonna be panicking until you know for a fact it's a good thing. I'll, I you know I'll en- I'll probably enjoy it, but I, I I I hope that Disney abandons EA uh, in terms of licensing. Now, granted, there's a so you want EA's PR department to have more work on their table. <laughs> they got, I, they got to write the reports. Why it'd be less Disney work. Tried. It'd be less work. Um, Disney was not happy with Battlefront 2 because of the the, the PR debacle that was. Um, I just I hope they don't screw it up. That's that's all there is to it. Uh, Battlefront 2 was I thought a good game. They fixed the DLC right away, but the damage was done at that point. The the public perception of that game was shot to hell. Yeah. Uh, granted, we're still getting free DLC for it. You've never paid a penny for DLC. So, uh, I mean, people, granted, do love to hate EA, but um, I, I feel, you know, we're five years into this, five or six, we're at least five or six years into this EA exclusive relationship with Disney on producing Star Wars games. Right. And we got Battlefront, which was online only. We got Battlefront 2. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Granted, it takes a while to develop a game. Sure, but still, yeah. Need more than that. <laughs> Need more than that. Uh, at this point, I would have hoped for more. We've got more Star Wars movies. Think about that. That's a good point. Uh, so, do a good job with that respawn. Please, mm-hmm. please, please. I beg of you. Wolfenstein Youngblood. So, almost kind of one of what Far Cry New Dawn feels like. Kind of not really a sequel, but an in-betweener. Um, it's not bigger than DLC. It is, you mm-hmm. know, full scale, all that. Yep. It'll get its own release. Follows the events of Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. You get to play as BJ Blazkowicz's twin daughters, which I think is super awesome in how that connects to the, the main franchise. Wolfenstein, a lot like Doom, is a franchise that rebooted and prospered greatly from yeah. it, both in quality and how it's done in, in the public space. This game is one that I'm really excited about. Me too. And I'm looking forward to this. With how Bethesda has has been producing games. I gotta imagine this comes to Switch. They actually have said it is gonna come to Switch. It is yep. okay. They confirmed, I believe, in October. 
There you go. That it is going to come to Switch, which I, I think is great because that gives me the incentive now to finally pick up Wolfenstein 2 for Switch and play through that and get ready for this. Wolfenstein 2, that's a loaded game. I'll tell you, that's it's heavy. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fun, though. A lot of fun. Did we talk about Yoshi's Crafted World? We, we did. did. We, we did. did. <laughs> uh, I, that's it in terms of games that, that come to mind here for the rest of the year. Um, you know, Obviously, we'll get you a, a Call of Duty, probably Modern Warfare 4. Um, Halo, I think we're going to have to wait on in terms of AAA releases. I don't know. I think we're going to get a lot of announcements that we're not yet aware of in a few months at E3. If all holds up, we are going to still get the new 3D Pokemon for Switch, but we haven't actually seen anything for it yet. Um, all I will say about that is that if that is if that's ambitious and that one really upgrades the mechanics, the the the, the depth, the density, the in-game world, um, global productivity is going to be hindered for a little while because Pokemon <laughs> fans are going to lose their minds over global a full 3D over a full 3D Pokemon adventure game. Well, there's no shortage again. And I think that's like the Switch's big holiday title this year. I, I like. I think that's Nintendo's big November release this year. Kind of like how Smash Brothers was this past, uh, sorry, 2018. How Mario Odyssey was in 2017. Like that's Nintendo's probably big holiday title for 2019. Is I, the 3D Pokemon? I feel like the last two years at this time we had a a decent idea of what fall was going to look like. Yeah. Once <laughs> Not- you, once you get to May. <laughs> You had no pretty concrete in June. Uh huh. It's a crapshoot right now. I got yeah. I have no I idea nothing. when a lot of these games are gonna release. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. Me too. Uh, I like the kind of the not knowing for once because movie wise we talk about it all the time. Oh, Bob like yeah. and I have planned out our whole year for movies. Yeah. No. You you know a year year and a half in advance when stuff is releasing. I like that there. Uh, I hope this trend continues where games are held a little closer to the chest. Uh, makes uh, makes it a little more fun for me. We're going to wrap this episode up here of Geek Scott Gabe. We've got just a little bit more to talk about. That's the 2019 release schedule. Tell us what you think. Make some predictions for dates. What games do we not know about that are going to be coming? Tell us in the comments below. And visit us on Facebook.com slash The Geekiverse to talk gaming. Mr. Pavlog, where can we find you on social media so we can track you down and talk about these games? And what can you plug for fans at TheGeekiverse.com? You can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey Povs, uh, on Instagram, Jeff Pavlock. Keep a, keep a lookout on geekiverse.com potentially for some kind of excerpts or previews of my next book. Um, my second book in my trilogy, The Legend of Light. The second book will be A Gleaming Path, releasing um, more than likely end of this month or sometime in February. Um, we're just about done editing the manuscript for that one, so getting close to the point where it's just formatting and uh, uploading it's to, our, crazy to our printer. How fast that moves! Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been in the works for a while. But Mentally exhausted, but <laughs> I know. But two's done then. Yes, two. Yep, just about. We're and getting there. That should take us to Nickel City Con. Yep. Uh, so Nickel City Con, we are a proud sponsor of Nickel City Con 2019, the fourth one. I'm happy to say year one, we had 5,000 guests. Year two, 10,000. Year three, 15. Woo! Love to get it to 20 this year. Like I said, my favorite weekend of the year. Uh, tickets, it's exhausting, it's a blur, <laughs> and I'm on cloud nine the entire time. I love that weekend so much. Thank you to our friends at Dave and Adams for always including us and letting us be a part of such a fun weekend. If you're in Western New York, and if you are not 
in Western New York. If you're in the surrounding areas, I can promise you this, it is worth the trip. Uh, if you can make it for one day, if you can make it for a weekend, tickets are on sale now. We'll include a link in the description below. You can go check out the, the weekend pass. There are going to be some celebrity Q&As that we're hosting, some panels that we're hosting, uh, including one Dean Kane, which is uh, pretty exciting uh, for us, and then a few more that we can't announce just yet. Oh, there's plenty more coming. There's lots, uh, lots to come for that. Uh, so that is the weekend of May 17th. We'll have more details in the coming months on that. Anything else uh, that I missed? Not at the moment. Okay. I'm just books, books, books. Books, books, books. At least for me. I don't know if you got something. I am games, games, games. Oh, okay. Uh, well, there we go. So I've got a bunch of reviews uh, that you can read at thegeekiverse.com. Most notably, one I'm proud of recently, one I labeled a failed Inktopia, which is a pun on Bioshock for Bendy and the Ink Machine from Rooster Teeth Games, a game heavily inspired by Bioshock. You can play the complete season on Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, PC, and I believe mobile just released for. Uh, so go play that. I can't believe how much fun it was. That's got to be cool on mobile. Yeah. I feel like that one actually you know, fits on your mobile oh, phone. Oh, perfect. Like, it, like, it's, it's a game that doesn't require a lot of graphical fidelity. Yeah. It's it's very nice looking. The art style is wonderful. Not but input heavy or anything. Right. Like, yeah. I'll say this. If you can, it's fun to play Lights Out. Oh, boy. If you got a sound bar, that's fine. If you got a headset, that's even better. It is a jump <laughs> every, every few minutes. It's very creepy. There is no music in the game unless... For one of the few times you're being chased. Oh, great! <laughs> it's a basically a one-hit kill in those situations. I I, I don't want to spoil stuff. <laughs> Go read my review. You're going to enjoy the game. Uh, also, very excited about this uh, an interview that I had recently. You can check out at thegeekiverse.com uh, with Emily Grace Buck, who was a former uh, full-time narrative designer at Telltale Games. She worked on some of my favorite games. If you know me at all, I'm a big, I was a big Telltale Games fan. R.I.P., unfortunately. But she worked on games such as Batman the Telltale series, Batman the Enemy Within, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and The Walking Dead, the final season. She was also, just a spoiler uh, for the article, working on Wolf Among Us Season 2. So she gave me some great insight. I'm very happy to talk about her time at Telltale and her new initiative that you can check out right at thegeekiverse.com. Uh, we're proud to talk about that. A few things to plug for us. If uh, you are interested in Geekiverse merchandise, go to thegeekiverse.storeenvy.com. That's thegeekiverse.storeenvy with one E.com. We've got a bunch of geeky themed t-shirts in there that you can check out. Also, go to 26shirts.com slash fantastic. We are a proud sponsor of Fantastic, which is uh, a line that directly came off of uh, the mind of Del Reed over at 26 Shirts. New geek theme uh, shirts all the time. A portion of every sale goes to charity or a family in need, so go check those out. Like I said, we are proud to, to partner up there. Uh, you can listen to all our podcasts on iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever you may listen. Otherwise, as far as our videos go, go to youtube.com slash thegeekiverse to check out uh, some of our revamp videos that will be coming up here later in the new year. More uh, more on that later. And uh, always get in the conversation with us at Twitter, Instagram, and facebook.com slash thegeekiverse. 
I'm on Twitter. You can find me at Josiah D. Leroy. I'd love to talk uh, really more about gaming and pop culture at this point because I'm not in the mood to talk about the Buffalo Sabres. But it is what it is. Maybe next episode we'll be back at a playoff spot. Woof. <sighs> Woof. Woof is right. <laughs> just I just watched the episode of uh, The Office where Ryan develops Woof.com. <laughs> remember that good good times good times uh last thing we want to plug if you enjoyed this video if you enjoyed this podcast or any content for the geekiverse in the last four and a half years now we'd appreciate if you go to patreon.com slash the geekiverse uh there for as little as one dollar a month you can subscribe to our patreon and each level each subsequent level will unlock exclusive perks uh, that will benefit you as uh, a subscriber so we'd really appreciate if you would take the time to consider doing that because, as we all know, Pavlok, what does it do? Keeps the lights on. It keeps the lights or on. helps us keep the lights on. Helps us keep those lights on and the heater under the desk. Yeah, which <laughs> I'm really little... appreciating right now. <laughs> Me too. Uh, so, uh, again, it's a little bit cold in the studio tonight. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, Patreon.com slash the Geekiverse. We appreciate you even taking the time just to check out this video and podcast today. So lots coming up in the, the next few months for us. For Jeff Pavlock, I'm Josiah Leroy. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you soon. Oh